What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings for a Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals. Meals, I, we are crawling to the finish line of the end of this year. Brother, let me tell you something. I'm exhausted. I don't know if I'm exhausted. Yeah, exhausted is not the word. Actually, maybe. I don't know. It's year. I can't believe it's over for first thing. Um, yeah. I remember when it just started. Um, and it makes me realize the years are literally just flying by, but this year came with its <laughs> challenges. But we are here nonetheless. We are here. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think we're, of all might. Every I think of all might. We've made it, and I think that we should all be thankful, and that's for listeners, for us as well, be thankful that we made it. You know, I know a lot of people have gone through, maybe listened to the show, some crazy things, whether it be employment or life or personal stuff and stuff like that, but I think that any day that we wake up and are breathing is is a good one, and I'm glad you guys are listening, glad you guys are alive, glad you're alive meals, glad that everybody is at the very least safe able to do what they love to do and if you're not you know you're you're on the path to doing those things what's one thing that has made you happy recently um spending time with my family last week was was dope um went to Mm. disney last week actually kind of brightened up my day um and then i I, y'all just have access to disney (laughs) like oh trust me it's not it's not access that 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 comes that comes without a price. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. I'm just twisting it, you know. I'm gonna twist it. I'm trying to it. think of like what's the New York equivalent to like. We just went to Disney this weekend. There's nothing. What I went to a Mets game. Like, <laughs> what did I do That's this weekend? Cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. No, I actually didn't go to a Mets game, but I'm trying to think of like, all right, so that's what you you have a theme park where you live. I don't have a theme park where I live. You don't need a you don't need a you don't need a Disney. This is true. <laughs> I do live in the greatest city that's ever existed. Yes. Oh, here uh, we go. Jesus, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh my right, god! Here. I'm doing the jerk off motion right now. Look at this guy. <laughs> Keith Jeez. Lee found that out the hard way. Jeez. <laughs> hey, he, he, like, yes. Listen, here's the thing. Y'all wanted him to come to y'all city, and then y'all complained when he got to y'all city. Like, that's just some new shit. We... <laughs> I, all right, so here's here's my here's my take on the Keith Lee thing, Keith Lee New York City thing. We didn't complain necessarily when he came to our city. We complained because he's promoting terrible selections of food as that if y'all tell him to go to that y'all are we, telling him I, to no go. one did. you saw every reaction that said who the fuck told you to get a salmon chop i have never heard some of the of people story. he's been very clear about this some of the people hit him up sometimes they they email him they comment him they say like he looks at everything meals if you wanted him to go to your little hole in the wall spot with the roaches on the fucking floor, <laughs> you should have told him. I should have, I should have hit him up. But guess what? You know what? I think he found the spots. First of all, I don't even want to say anything bad about Manhattan because Manhattan is also connected to Harlem and the Heights and Dykeman, which I love. Um, but anything under that, <laughs> you're you're in for some interesting eats. And not mm-hmm. to say that everything is necessarily bad per se, but like a salmon, we have never heard of a salmon chopped cheese that's ever existed. I don't even eat chopped cheese, but I'm like, yo, salmon? Now you salmon? know. Well, listen. Well, listen. Now you know. Now you do. No, because I would, a New Yorker would never go to a store and say, let me get salmon from the deli. That doesn't, like, the yeah i don't know that just wouldn't be a thing that just right. wouldn't be a thing but he's found he's found all the he's found all the you wanted him to go and now you're mad he went to the jamaican spot that had the roti and shit this is well first of all jamaicans don't make roti that's it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> 
when I take you, um, you'll be like, yeah, this, you know, <laughs> Jamaican food, Caribbean food, Trinidadian food, West Indian food. It's all different types of vibes out here. Um, uh-huh. But you guys have had a great weekend in L.A. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. you know, the Otani signing. Say, say, call it what you want. <laughs> call it what you want, my man. We got him. $700 million for 10 years. I was like, that is insane. Call it what you want. <laughs> He's call making it. more than AEW's <laughs> margins currently. Oh man, did you see that report? We gotta talk. We gotta bring that report up a little later. But um, I want to do a I want to do a quick office hours. That's not office hours. Okay. But I also did have a nah. great great weekend. A shout out to my homeboy, uh, Terry. Um, okay. spent some time over there, kicking it with him. Um, in in NorCal in the Bay, we pretty much okay. just the same shit we do normally. Just play video Amen. games. All day. But amen. And then the Lakers, Lakers won the in season championship. Brought that home. One over know. Jordan, motherfucker. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> One over Jordan. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> One more until Jordan, maybe. <laughs> That's funny as fuck, though. Um, but um, listen. Don't let nobody like. Don't let anybody micromanage you in your life mm. you hear what i'm saying dealing mm. right now with a with the issue with a with a manager that i have and it's a trying particularly trying and emotional and mentally kind of situation that i'm pr- i'm praying and i hope you guys pray with me that i get out of <clears throat> you know hopefully soon but it's a situation where I think that I don't feel all the time like I am who I am. You know, I am mm-hmm. as great as I am, you know? Right. That's a that's a that's a incredibly frustrating situation to have. You know, having someone who constantly kind of questions what you're doing, questions how you do it, et cetera, et cetera. You, nobody likes that. And I'm pretty sure people have had that type of situation before. Of course. And so being in that and being in the business that I've been in for such a long time, I'm done. I'm tired of that shit, you know? And uh, I I went to, I, I, I raised this to my, to our boss, our direct report. And, you know, hopefully something comes out of it. But, you know, for anyone that's, that struggled with something like that this year, it you, you struggle with it possibly more. Where you're, when you're at where I'm at, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's not always visible, you know, whatever's going on. But I think that I got really emotional about it. But something my therapist said was you being <clears throat> open about talking about this is going to help someone else who doesn't know how to deal with it, you know, and right. who wants to work where I work at or work you know, anywhere, because I was like, I don't want to say anything. It's tough being a black person in tech. It's tough being a black person in corporate, you know, when you deal Mm -hmm. with micromanaging that feels like microaggression. Let's be real. Mm. And so, you know, I don't want to get super, super live and like, you know, what's going on, because obviously work at a big company but um don't let anybody treat you like that you're, you're important and you have value and you have worth so just want to say that especially if you've been doing it for a long time and seemingly kind of know what you're doing how to operate you've been doing your job extremely well for a number of years so you know what shout out to your therapist first of all um, yeah. amazing <laughs> advice um, i'm always a proponent of being open, communicating, sometimes even over communicating, um, to kind of like it helps at least to get it out there and at least to express yourself. And you never know, you know, again, who's going through this. You never know what it, I mean. To be honest, what solutions that other people may have for the situation. So I always like 
my thing is like always remain open talking about these things and just kind of like being able to express yourself also because it does relieve a lot of the stress that comes with it so um thank you for sharing first of all and um i hope that the situation is remediated um in the future as well so for all parties can seemingly enjoy themselves and do the work that you guys are capable of doing so that's what i'm hoping for but yeah you know thank you for sharing and thank you for being open about this because i know um being open is a ooh, maybe i think there's a package at my door um again right like imagine um it's definitely an experience and definitely uh yeah yeah i just had to yes I had to bring that up, you know. Yeah, share it, share it, share my guy. Um, going through, but listen, uh, let's get into this news. Let's party. Yeah, let's, let's get into this. <laughs> well, well, are we gonna? Do we have dates? I know we kind of do this on the fly all the time. We do every single year. We do this on the fly. So, are we? Our year end is gonna be next, next week, week and the week after, right? Yes, next week. All right, next week, the week after. Will there, and I guess there's going to be a raw on um, January first. They're taping, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll be talking about some of that, some of this. I mean, raw clearly has a bunch of things going on, <laughs> going on now. So you know, pretty cool stuff. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. But let's get into this short news week. Maybe maybe a little shorter of an episode, but sure, we'll we'll find things to talk about. I, t- I'm sure okay. we'll extend it for some fucking reason because we this is what we do. <laughs> Listen, CM Punk watch is something I see on my notes meals. You want to be strangled or you want to you know live your life peacefully for the, for forever? Which one do you want? What do you mean? All right, you know what? How about this? I put this because I feel like every week you're more enthralled by the CM Punk return, and while we can talk about it, I mean, there's definitely a part to talk about on SmackDown. I feel like maybe. Maybe for the free. I mean, maybe we'll do this segment for the free. Um, hit SmackDown one, and then we'll talk about Raw, you know, on Raw. But how did you feel? First of all, he has a match announced at the Kia Forum, Englewood, California, mm-hmm. December 30th, versus Dirty Dominic Mysterio. First of all, the Kia Forum, Englewood, California. Sounds very familiar. Sounds very recent. Um, very full gearish. <laughs> very because I just used the lingo. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. Shout out to our, our good friend, my man MC. He just got here on Sunday. He's in LA now. He's an LA boy now. Shout out to him. Had to, um, Let's. We should. Does he have some sort of housing registry? Does that exist? Can I buy him a toaster? Yeah, you could. Can I get you him? A, I'll get his address, and we can. Uh, okay. We can do something nice for him. He's uh, getting his okay. things in order. I'm gonna see him tomorrow. I'm a little fucking busy this week because people want to work. We are. But um, as, long, as long as Mark is okay, we haven't seen any SOS signals. There's he's nothing. Okay. Going on. He's fine. All right. I will not allow him to not be okay, so he's gonna be fine. Okay. But um, they broke into my car. Um, that's not what happened. He got it. He got it. He's in a gated community. You know what I mean? Very, I love very, that. Very, very rich things. <laughs> but um, listen, um. I mentioned this. We we recorded something a couple of uh, a couple of days ago about CM Punk, and I said that Punk finally gets a chance to do what he said he wanted to do in AEW, and that was help people out and help everyone. And I think that with Dominic Mysterio, you have this opportunity, like a rare opportunity, to just kind of take those reins and be like, "I'm yeah, I'm going to help in this way." And I think this is what they're seeing. Dom is Randy Orton to CM Punk in a month span. They see a lot in this kid, but it, but uh, like another thing that's like unspoken here is that there are so many storyline avenues with CM Punk in this company. Dom was a child the last time CM Punk saw him. Rey Mysterio, he has history with. Um, there's there's so many, you know, and we t- we see this on SmackDown and Raw this week. <laughs> there's so many avenues. They've set up so many things for CM Punk. It's exciting, honestly. And even even just him being in the orbit of all of these things happening is kind of cool in a way that like we never got to see Bret Hart kind of still able to do things in his prime when he came back. And I and I compare this a lot to that. But like mm-hmm. having Bret 
come back and work some of the, you know, and he did work some younger talent. I'm not going to not be fair there, but he just wasn't kind of the same. You know what I mean? And Punk at least has, you know, a little bit left in his tank where he could still, you know, you know, carry a match or or or, or even be carried or, or help out in that way. And I just think that the, these types of, you know, matchups are are kind of amazing. And I'm, I see a lot of people that were, sh- were shocked about him doing matches already. I'm like, he has to do matches. He has to get back into that style. He was working a very different style you know for two years two and a half three years and he has to get back and get that ring rust out what's crazy is i don't think he i mean i think his style i don't think his style was really much different here than working over there i think his style became i think because of like how old he is now his style is definitely a lot more wwe in terms of like protecting yourselves even though that's you seemingly got injured all the time in AEW anyway um but either way, um, this is a net positive for everybody, yeah. especially yeah. for the, the city of Inglewood, apparently. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is amazing. I mean, their holiday tour, it's all, again, always sell out. And it's like, again, this kind of shows the riches that WWE kind of has at this standpoint. Like CM Punk, we don't need, I guess in, in other situations, it would probably be Cody at the show and he would be the main attraction of this. But now we have CM Punk, now we have Cody, now we have Roman, now we have all these other people that kind of can come in, swoop in and do this. Um, yeah. I think CM Punk over the last number of days, because he's been moving this week and I referenced that SmackDown promo because that SmackDown promo felt like the promo that he always, you know, that we, the people wanted. He decided, yeah. you know, let me give the people what they want this week. Let me give, and he's, and we can talk about it a little bit more because he was also featured on NXT. He was also featured on Raw. He's been everywhere this week, so I feel this like this is his best week ever. He reminds me of All Set earlier this year in all his press runs. <laughs> the only thing we haven't got yet is the interviews, which which I hear are coming. So, um, I feel I'm interested. I want to. I want to hear. I don't know whether. I'm interested. I need the sit down long form. Um, but could it also, be, could it be Ariel Hawani? I, I don't know. I, I mean, know. I asked if he was going to. I mean, he, apparently he did no Survivor Series thing. So um, hopefully it is an Ariel Hawani interview, but I'm not sure how, quite frankly, CM Punk feels about Ariel Hawani, which could definitely um, influence that. But thank you, police of New York City. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, um, either way, I think just between that Friday night SmackDown promo where he called out everybody, I feel like that really kind of like set the stage for his week. Damn, they are, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Unless they on the block. All right. It seems like they're leaving. New York, everyone. This is what this is. This is this is this is what Keith Lee should respect. <laughs> New York, everyone. Go ahead. Uh, either way, no. I thought um, I thought that Friday promo was tremendous. I thought that really like set the stage. I thought it really kind of like okay, you. It, it felt like he okay. You wanted the bad guy. Here's the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I've been through. Imagine. You know, walking backstage and punching people in the face. I was like, Kevin Owens shot and the Buck shot. Yeah. <laughs> that <clears> that no incredible. one got. That no one got. And this has been talked and talked and talked about to death at this point. We're a little, we're a couple days uh, removed from this, but it's new listen, to us. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a, <clears throat> it's not a net negative <laughs> that nobody reacted in a sea of comp tickets and veterans. The people who got it, got it. It's for the cheap seats. It was a reference for the cheap seats, but also people aren't Damn, even getting AEW's the W's cheap seats. Come on now. You've seen the, you've seen Russell ticks anyway, you, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you know, like it, at, at the end of the day, it was for us. It wasn't for them, but also it's the double entendre he pulled off there. Jay Z like, if you will, mm. of it being what Kevin Owens. And I don't even think that, you know, it takes a special kind of showman to connect the dots of those two things and him being familiar with what Kevin Owens was doing. Punk Punk is a lot more in tune with what's going on than like niggas really know. He, like, did, he's host been watching- a, he did host WWE backstage. 
like he he's more in tune than we know. So for him to know like the Kevin Owens, and we talked about that last week, building into the Logan Paul match with the broken hand and all that stuff, that all made sense. And I think that again, I, I was giggling like a like a fucking early t- tweener when when he was doing that promo on Friday. It, I was at my friend's house. We were all watching it, listening to it, and they were like, "Yeah, we got to get the Mania because he sold you on that show." He sold you on whatever he's going to be doing. He's going to be bringing that to Philly and you need to be there to see what the hell is going to go on. And I think that it was like 20 minutes long almost like, and then, you know, I I love that he did the hitting the, hitting the home run because he was like, yeah, I'm back. (laughs) That was the, yeah, I'm fucking back in this company meals. I want to know how you feel about the placement of CM Punk, what this makes WWE's roster look like. Like what? What are your feelings about this roster now? You know, nearly a month removed from CM Punk being here and being active on these shows, it's a lot different feel than what he was doing on AEW. It's weird for me still because I don't truly know his place on the roster. Right? Like you can kind of define certain things: mid card, upper mid card, lower mid card, main event, or stuff like that. But CM Punk is kind of like in an area of his own, which is returning part-time legendary icon who's trying to still really ingratiate himself i don't think and what's weird is between monday friday and nxt i was legitimately waiting and it ended up happening on raw but it ended up being the wrong person i was waiting for that one person to really like interrupt cm punk like the honeymoon is over the reunion, you know, the the reunion is over. It's time for business. I was waiting for Grayson Waller to show up and really get his digs in. I was waiting for a, um, I guess, a Drew McIntyre on Raw, but I guess it ended up being Seth Rollins to come in and do his thing. I'm waiting to kind of like see more so how does he play with the current roster because we know who his targets are. They're Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. That's kind of what we are for now. Um I'm interested to see, like, who does he match up in the ring against? And clearly this week he bumped into Judgment Day. We heard some things. We saw some things. They were moving and grooving. They had a little back-and-forth exchange of insults and stuff like that. And, you know, the result is CM Punk versus Dirty Dom in two weeks. So mm-hmm. um, He's on Raw. It's only right he got to face a Judgment Day member. <laughs> of course. Easily. But, like, what happens when he has to – I mean, is there a reality considering his schedule – where he faces Sami Zayn in the Monday in the main event of Monday Night Raw, Shinsuke Nakamura, or you know a Chad Gable or something along those lines. That's really the questions I want answered. Like, how does CM Punk truly? Because I don't know. I don't think I'm expecting him every week. I don't expect him in Iowa next week, mm-hmm. or else we would have known he'd be in Iowa next week. Well, it's been pretty last minute with uh, them announcing it. I mean, we knew a week ahead. But like the 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 him being on SmackDown thing was literally like that Friday, I think, right? Like no, like they, announced they announced it the week before at Barclays. We were so tight. They announced it on at it Barclays. They announced, he, Friday. they announced it that Friday that he'd be there the next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you usually know at least a week in advance if he's gonna be there or something. So I'm more interested in kind of like okay, we'll know Friday I, when the Raw commercial comes out because usually that's when we know what's going on on Raw on SmackDown. I. I feel like if we was going to be in Iowa, we'd know by now. <laughs> um, He's a Raw superstar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see kind of. That's more what I'm interested in is how, like, how he fits in the ecosystem of WWE because it doesn't – I'm not seeing it right now other than the main event programs. Um, mm. And it was something that I think Cody – really really did in a very interesting way his first match was on i think it's like the raw after mania and he fights the miz and yeah i think that really kind of like set the stone on like oh okay he's here to work he's here to do it every week and he can work with kind of like every he's here to work he's here to work go to hell <laughs> what do you mean he's here to work working the miz. cody wasn't there to work Look at this guy. But Y'all see this guy? Y'all see how he works? CM Punk, not everyone comes back immediately and works the Miz. I'm looking Amen. more so towards the 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 edges and the the CM Punks and all these other things. Like that's what I'm I'm trying to differentiate. Is he more like an edge guy who's going to be here every couple months? Or is he going to be like more like, you know, I don't know. Is he gonna be here every couple weeks 
or something along mm-hmm. those lines. That's what I'm trying to kind of like figure out, but I'm not fully sure yet, but I would love to see him. I mean, Dirty Dom is cool. I'd love to see him against Grayson Baller. I would love to see him against uh, a lot of people. Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, a couple people JD on McDonald. that show. But JD McDonald. JD McDonough would be a good one. Um, I want to see him at the B pay-per-views. I would love to see him at a backlash. I would love to see him at a, you know, a clash of champions, shit like that. Like, I don't want CM Punk to just be the attraction because he pops a number and it's, and, and, and it makes him special because to be honest with you, I feel like they don't need to do that in WWE though. Yeah. I feel like. That that I feel like that concern I hear it, but I feel like it's kind of unwarranted because they don't do that for anybody. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I think that they they don't treat anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think that they're they're like fully aware of the the um the position that they're in in terms of just like what they have with CM Punk. I I just think that it, I just don't think that they will they'll they'll pull that that type of like oh CM Punk speaks. You know what I'm saying? Like if, they, if there's nothing for him to do. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to be there. And realistically, if he's not in Iowa, we understand that because they could just play video packages of that, you know, that promo that we're going to talk about a little later with him and Seth Rollins. Like, they don't have to do anything like that. But I I, I think that just like, and when I say like the, the fear is unwarranted, I mean like AEW would do that and we knew ex- we know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to just put him on whatever fucking show they have that week, right? With WWE, mm-hmm. it's like they know he's going to pop a rating, but they also have other people that pop ratings. You know what I mean? Like they, they, like if they, if they do like a, instead of a one eight, they do a one five the next week. They're not tripping about that. They, like I'm, I'm, I think I'm just saying they're not gonna panic book CM Punk into a corner here. Like I think they're gonna, they're gonna be very methodical. And I think the last three weeks of trying to figure out where he's gonna land has been good in that sense. But I don't think they're gonna just throw him somewhere where it's like, like it's because like honestly, Mills, he needs a warm up match. Like, right. like Cody needs no, no, to no. establish himself. I don't think my fear was any kind of panic booking my fear is more so like how do we un from a a a standpoint of understanding cm punk how does he fit in the roster is he someone i don't think he's someone where it's like it's like like an edge for instance where it's like it's only special if you come back every couple of months i think he should actually be a freaking part of the show now he can't do it every week nor it's probably not in his contract and he's afforded to do such but i do think there's a i do think we see him featured a lot more on the show because i think that's what his character kind of like it's still he's not larger than life it's still like every man kind of thing with punk so to present him in a larger than life kind of way would be so weird as opposed to like CM Punk. He's the working man. He's from Chicago. He does this thing every week. So my fear isn't necessarily like, oh, um, they're going to panic book him in the corner or anything. My fear is just like, how are we? Well, I don't even have a fear. It's more so like I'm under trying to understand, like, how are they going to use him every week? That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think they'll I think I think well, I think we'll be su- surprised. I, I do like what they what they've done. In terms of what you say of, of him like being in the show, being a part of the show, they've had him interacting with everybody. You know what I mean? And I think that's really cool. And I think that, you know, one thing that like that, that I think a lot of people within the chat and even on Warport that talk about like on AW, once you have your one segment, you have your one segment and you leave. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like with Punk, he's having multiple segments, talking to multiple people. And, you know, he's not just done after one week or, or one segment. You know, he's through he's through a lot of separate segments and there's still people he hasn't seen yet or met. You know what I mean, and I think that if we if if the next few weeks is him just getting acclimated with the young people that are in the on the show now, I think that's pretty good TV, if if you ask me. I think so as well. I'm not sure. If we, I don't think we'll see him for the rest of the year, but <laughs> he definitely is. I um, think so. I think so. Let's see. What else do we have in the news docket this week? Uh, MLW WWE settlement. How did that go? I hey man, listen. I just want to say that MLW is moving so crazy. <laughs> These some crazy motherfuckers. They moving crazy. All right. Two years ago, MLW initially filed its antitrust lawsuit against WWE. In its litigation, MLW alleged that 
WWE had pressured third parties into abandoning their deals with MLW, most notably Vice TV and Tubi. But after all the legal rambling, things look to be headed towards a settlement of some sort, according to Wrestling Inc. Um, so essentially they said that WWE was trying to block them from getting on different uh, yeah, platforms, yeah, yeah. right? So if that were to be true, I think a lot of that kind of like goes to the wayside once you realize that, I mean, essentially WWE is on CW now. So it shows like there's no monopoly. <laughs> like they're 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 in they're on a they're in a company that you know MLW realistically could have could have negotiated for right. No, absolutely. Um, even the fact that it was announced this week, Impact TNA um, has a new streaming deal for I guess TNA Plus, um, mm. and it's with is it with Endeavor? Am I bugging? Yeah, it's with Endeavor. I think that Endeavor, kind of like Endeavor yeah. opening up the checkbook saying, you know, we'll work with anybody. I I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that's 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 good. That's good money. That's good money to me. And I think I don't know if anything but the the merger has anything to do with the settlement. Maybe they're like, uh, actually. Um but you know, it's over. Um it says the settlement ends a saga that featured numerous twists and turns, including a judge at one point dismissing the lawsuit in February 2023, following MLW filing an amended version of the suit just one month later. This time it stuck with a judge later denying WWE's motion to dismiss this lawsuit in late spring. Um, the terms of the settlement has not been disclosed as of yet. No one from MLW or WWE has um, noted on the matter. So, I mean, settle... Go find your, you know, go find some television or something, you know. Mm. Everybody seems to be finding television these days, you know what I'm saying? Um, everybody is making their bread how they're going to make their bread. So that's all I can kind of say. I'm more. You got to figure it out. <laughs> they got to figure it out. Well, it's looking spooky. Speaking- Speaking of trying to figure it out, and speaking of looking spooky, mm, I know what you're talking about. Mm. There was a tweet. There was a tweet today. I mean, there's been tweets multiple days. I'm more. <laughs> I've been. Uh, this kind of was spurred on a discussion that I saw Eric Bischoff at, and mm. Eric Bischoff is essentially like. I don't even know what they're doing with ROH, bro. <laughs> like, right. what is what are they even doing? He says he literally, I'm trying to get the verbatim, but also getting ad blockers at the same time. Um, he says verbatim, um, it was a bad decision to buy ROH in the first place, and there's nothing anybody is going to do to make it interesting or important outside of the hardest of hardcore internet wrestling community fans. That's it. There's no solution. If it was a horse, I would put it out its misery and move on. I would take the resources that are going into Ring of Honor, which is never going to be viable, ever. And I would take those resources that are being dumped to it and put in my core product, i.e. Dynamite. Um, And he calls the ROH a giant freaking parasite on the AEW brand. Um, Let's talk about ROH because Final Battle, if you didn't know, which I could yeah. I could see why you wouldn't. Um, final battle is this weekend. Uh, according to Russell Ticks, it's not selling well, as one would expect by something that's not on television and not promoted on the actual brand that has the television. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not selling well. Um, what are your kind of... Uh, I don't want to ask your current thoughts on ROH because you do not watch that show. And <laughs> um, what would be all right? Let's say you bought ROH. <laughs> That's a better question. This is a more fun question. Uh huh. If you bought ROH, what would you have done with said ROH? Uh, and don't immediately say because I feel like if it was Cyrus answering it, he'd be like, "I would have sold that bitch." Um, <laughs> I mean, I would have. I, I really would have. I would have just sold it. Why? Why am I keeping it? 
<laughs> Why are we keeping this? What is the point of what is the point of keeping this this thing that gives us that brings us no joy, gives us no money, gives us no hoes? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like ROH. All right, so since ROH was sold, we've had this big question mark. Like, what is AEW planning to do with ROH? And everyone and their mother told us, "Oh my God, it's going to be like a brand, and people are go over and wrestle on there, and people are able to revitalize their lives." And we saw Chris Jericho become an ROH champion, and Cesaro become an ROH champion, and then the guy who gave up his belt to become an ROH champion. I actually do not know who's ROH champion right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's been a lot put into this brand in terms of time and money spent that I think there is no return on. And that doesn't mean that um, they should immediately go away from it. But I think the reason why they should go away from it is because it has literally no value. (laughs) It has nothing. People don't come to shows to watch the ROH thing. and, And you rarely even know what's going on with ROH in this instance. Tony Khan had, you know, Tony Khan is currently, uh, or at least earlier today, had a call. And the first thing we were, the first thing that was said in our Discord is like, what is he promoting? What yeah, I, I had no clue why people were were interviewing him today. I was like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> and they said, oh, which final battle is this weekend? And he's doing a press call or something along those lines um, for the show. And... To be honest with you, I don't know. The question seemed to you follow Sean Rossap who was following these things. The question ended forty seven minutes ago and there's only four tweets about it. So <laughs> possibly got cut off, possibly everyone found better things to do, not fully sure. Um so. Tony Khan, uh, according to Sean Rossap, Tony Khan tells me he values AEW ROH in the library being able to be shot together. He says he has a lot of interested parties in ROH. He hasn't gone into detailed talks, but CW did visit them last year. Khan did not feel like the timing was right. Mm. I think the major thing that is stopping, well, there's a number of major things stopping ROH from being a thing. One, it was already not successful going into its demise a number of years ago. <laughs> so the fact it's that... why it went into demise. Yeah, it's just... That's just it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think they had notable talent, but I think a lot of ROH, especially 2021 um, and prior, was resting on the name ROH. ROH was a very popular brand in the mid-2000, mid-aughts. Um, it, gener- it pretty much produced a lot of the top stars that we see in the industry today. A lot of stars have gone through ROH. At that point, it really had a nice underground buzz to it. Um, Now, I mean, I think it swings at being a major third company um, in that time and all of them not being successful um, at the end of the day have really made, it's really ruined the momentum of the company, which led to it being in a situation it is. Now, AEW, um, Tony Khan decided he wanted to buy ROH. Some people say he just didn't want Vince to have the tapes. Who knows, right? Um, I believe that. (laughs) But he buys ROH, revitalizes the brand. And I say revitalize in definition only. Um, Not like spirit or anything (laughs) or excitement or anything. He revitalizes the brand, says, we're going to put it on Honor Club. We're going to start Honor Club, pay $10 a month if you want to watch these people that you'll never be able to see anywhere else. And now you have about you know 40 to 50 people stuck in purgatory on a show that no one else watches um, for a show that's coming up this weekend. And I feel it's so weird for me to see, like, I think the, we talked about this in the Discord, but the business part of the wrestling business is lost in this instance, and it's losing by a lot. Yeah. Um, the fact that there is no no branding put into ROH, no attraction put into ROH, no time put into ROH. No hoes. There, there's that too. They're tacked on at the end of whatever taping for whatever show you actually do want to go see, except Collision. <laughs> um, Everyone's collision Come on. yeah i mean at this point no one's going to collision so no one's definitely sticking around for roh 
it's a brand that I feel like people made fun of NXT for rebranding themselves as 2.0, but it was a necessary step in order to introduce this new landscape to audience and say, like, listen, it's going to be different now. And I think Mm. that was a major part of why ultimately NXT is now booming this year and it's the most successful it's ever been because they took the time and said, we got to rebrand this. We got to restructure its lights, everything. We're going to make it feel different and we're going to give you different people on the show that are attractions to the show. And they immediately say like, Hey, this person's important. This person is important. ROH has not done that at all. Mm. Even in a sense, it may look the flashiest it's ever been because they're running on the same stage as AEW shows. But by... There's going to be a lot of disingenuous ranking of... R- well, actually, only on one ROH person, Athena. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of disingenuous ranking of ROH thing, and I'm going to question it because no one watches this show. <laughs> and you couldn't tell me that anyone watches the show because I see a lot of wrestling on my timeline. I never see ROH. <laughs> and shout out to Athena and Billy Starks for main eventing the show. The one program they seemingly have going on there, other than Keith Lee dressing up like a fucking genie. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there's nothing going on with this show. And to be honest, it could be a better use if Athena is as great as everyone says she is. Apparently, the only person who's not deciding to put their fucking <laughs> glasses on to see this is Tony Khan himself. Because why is she still on ROH? If she's as talented on and, and the female roster on the actual notable brand is as popping enough, why isn't she featured on AEW? You know why. Because women don't get the results that he wants. You know why she's not on the show. It's not a, it's not a shock. It's not a, a revelation. It's not a, it's not a big deal to him to do that. It's a vanity project. I think Quan said it best a couple of days on our Discord. It's not hurting anybody. So why not? <laughs> like, why not have it up there? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's there. It's, it's collecting steam. It's just doing what it does you know what i mean i I think ultimately when you look at the things that tony khan does and he cares about that is the shit that he cares about and that's that's what he's always cared about is foolishness so it looks it feels like an ant farm you ever had an ant farm as a kid the thing with the sand (laughs) the thing with the sand that either they had it in your classroom or something and they'd put ants in it and you'd watch ants burrow through and like, oh my God, the ant is there and it'll go through all this other stuff. It used to be in my classroom as a kid. That's what ROH feels like to me. It feels like... The world's most expensive ant farm. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Where we don't see anyone... I mean, there are people who come from ROH allegedly. They'll always say, like, this person is ROH champion, and I just got to take your word for it because I'm not watching the show. I think ROH, I think, I can't say WWE would have done anything with it, but it was probably the right decision not to do anything with it. To be honest with you, WWE revitalized a ECW, and that was a bad decision. (laughs) And quite frankly, they made more money off ECW being dead than probably ECW being alive. Yeah. Which is sad to think about. It's super sad. But that's the reality of the situation. ROH is a legacy brand. Mm -hmm. ROH is not in any way... It was progressive at the time, but it's certainly not progressive now. And I don't mean progressive in terms of like ideals and stuff. I just mean how they what their approach to pro wrestling is um in 2023 if you're going to start a new promotion if you're going to do something new you need to change the game in a very original way oh it just doesn't do that Mm. and i'm so confused about why it's still there and why 60 people are apparently signed to roh contracts i have no idea how much they pay over there (laughs) nothing (laughs) 
like, and we'll never hear how much they pay over there because anytime someone gets released, they're put on the NBA. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, we have to talk about, I didn't put this on the thing, but we got to talk about the GoTel lock that you said. Oh my God, that had me. (laughs) Listen, man, Danielson, what a disappointing person. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Can we just go there? Can we go there? I feel, I think his decisions are disappointing. As a person, I think (laughs) he's trying to do what's best for the company that he loves and seemingly has an investment in. But I also think his actions have been disappointing in that, again, not sure why he's doing this for a, I'm not sure why he's doing this at all. Like you know Brian Danielson, I mean, it's you know it's, it's it's rumored this week that as part of the disciplinary committee, he's out here giving fines for people who violate any social media thing that they have enacted, their edict that they've enacted, which is yeah. no complaining about the brand on social media. <laughs> Only good tweets. Only I love AEW and the cooking. I I love AEW. I wish I was working here more. But if you question your own booking in this situation, apparently can't do that. Get mm-hmm. fined. Yeah. So we've seen multiple tweets over the last number of days. People are like, oh, that was a tweet before. Now it's deleted. Officer huh. Danielson. Remember Officer Ricky? Officer Danielson. (laughs) I what a disappointing guy. Listen, no one who wrestles right next to you should be in charge of the shit that you do. Not especially like not now, especially not in like such a soft ass locker room. Like I know a lot of people love like the old days and shit like that, but like nah, nah, it shouldn't be like that. Like Brian Danielson shouldn't be that the guy who got one eyeball hanging out shouldn't be the guy telling you. You can't tweet your booty on on Twitter, bro. Like you can't. You right. can't be the guy. You know. I think it's such a, just like a major conflict of interest in being an active wrestler who works alongside different people. Like I feel like one. I feel like Brian Danielson is putting himself in a shitty situation because at that any point they could be noted. At any point, anyone could report some sort of issue that they had with Brian in the past that could affect any decision that they make in the future, and suddenly they have a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, they're like, oh, my God, Brian is the great guy for this. There should is be he? no guys. That's what I'm saying. People are like, oh, we need someone in. The... And I'm like, bro, Triple H didn't start making decisions until he was pretty much out of the damn company. He wasn't an active wrestler anymore. Well, I don't know about that, Mio. Let's be clear. I mean, Montreal, well, anyone? Well, <laughs> he wasn't giving out fines, I'll tell you that. I ain't gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. Triple H was doing some wild shit. But he wasn't uh, giving out no fines. He was I part of the you know, creative I, team. I could see him pe- being as part of the creative team. I feel Brian you. Is I'm part not, of the creative team. I'm, I feel you. I feel. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that you know he he did some wild shit. He did some wild shit too. You know, that's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen here. Listen to me. A tweet came out today, Dave Meltzer, sure. at around ten fifty four a.m. Eastern. Eastern. Yeah, ten fifty four. Right. Okay. Ten fifty four a.m. Uh, <clears throat> things are changing greatly. Let's just say things changed greatly with raw negotiations from a few weeks ago, and Punk is a huge part of the selling point. One fifty four Eastern, my guy. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was like one for y'all, but ten for me. You be good. <laughs> you it's actually one o'clock day. for me now. It's one o'clock for me now. Right. We're doing it's four, We're doing it's four o'clock for me now. Let's <laughs> whatever. Whatever. It's a long it's been a long day. What um, do you think this means, Millsy? <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? What does this mean? What does it mean, bro? It means CM Punk is the guy who he said he is. 
is he one Bill Phil indeed? What That's is what it they're mean? making it sound like? What does it mean for CM Punk if he's such a big deal for the TV rights deal that he potentially, uh, <clears throat> they they potentially ju- jukes ju- juke this and ruined it and. That's not good, right? Well, every every comment is saying that it looks like they're in the WBD, Warner Brother Discovery sweepstakes. That's what every wow. comment is saying. It says it looks like maybe Warner Brother Discovery has some interest in Monday Night Raw. That's what the comments are saying. That's what the right. world is saying. That's what right. that's what the one bill fills. They're booming. In the comments, that's a lot of David. If, a lot if, of David Zaslav talk. If this happens, Neil, what are we gonna do <laughs> now that we found love? What are we gonna do? Well, the first thing I would do is find a chair um, immediately because <laughs> clearly I wouldn't be able to stand up on my own two feet. From just being doubled over in laughter. Um, right. I wouldn't even know what anymore. It would be clear, like, not only just... <laughs> I feel like Tony Khan will tweet that they try to kill him as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only did they try to kill my family, but they try to kill me as well. What would be your reaction to this? My reaction... If WB manages to take Raw, and you know what's crazy is that we knew he was going on Raw, but no one ever questioned it, right? And I think if this happens, I'll say the same thing: is that like, why do we not question that it had to be Raw? It's not just because of Seth; he can fight Seth however he wants to fight Seth. They can make up it's wrestling; they can make up rules whenever they want to. Mills, you don't have to fight Seth. But why did we? Th- why didn't we question why it would be Raw, the only show that did not have a deal yet <laughs> that would get CM Punk, if they weren't having conversations with companies that may or may not be WBD? You feel what I'm saying? You th- are you picking up what I'm putting down? Here. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm be- I'm picking up what you're putting down a lot. Um, yeah. Like why Why didn't we question it? Why didn't anybody question it? I, th- I think is the biggest question. First of all, we didn't. We just assumed, in my opinion, I assumed for a long time that he was going to be um, a free agent, able to kind of float between both brands. But it wasn't until sometime, it was announced a week before he was going to be on SmackDown, but they never announced until the Raw before that he was going to be choosing the brand that he was going to be on. Now, because he chose Monday Night Raw, I think that makes things a lot more interesting. And I think actually that's probably what popped into Meltzer's head when he came up this entire situation, it was mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'm hearing more WBD. Oh, Oh, he's on raw exclusively. Oh, word. Interesting. Why, did, why didn't no one? <laughs> Cause when I see that tweet, I'm like, why didn't I, why didn't nobody think about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, why didn't you think about this? Cause clearly I had no idea. I, I don't know. Why did they do that? Why would they do that? You know what I'm saying? Like that that's one of those You're having you know, a Brian Winhorse moment? Yes. That that is the exact moment I'm talking about. Like, why would they do that? It, this is this is just delicious foolery. And it, it's ripe for just bad things happening. You know what I'm saying? Just all around. Mm. I think that I, I we we can't speculate too much, Mills, because I've, honestly, like nothing has happened yet. You know? Right. But Ultimately, if it is the truth, and because we've we've also seen them speculate on Saudi Arabia and all this other extra shit that never happened. You're right. Either. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, we we have a lot of conversations in our Discord. If you're not a member of our Discord, please join that as well. I mean, we're we're clearly just trying to like. We're, the we're, price is what it is, and the price ain't ever changing. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> we're jumping around the 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 point here on purpose so as not to. Uh, you know, say anything just, that, that you shouldn't say, ju- but just, 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 just no, <laughs> we just, no, we're, we're watching out. We're looking out. Yes. 
We are indeed. Well, Meltzer's tweet is very. Meltzer's tweet is very interesting. Um, but again, these things have happened. People have said things on Twitter. People have said a lot of things, and we don't know actually anything that's going to happen yet. But um, it would be if if Raw landed on WBD, if Raw landed on TBS or TNT. First of all, that shit would be weird. Um, and they might have to like buy Sting's contract. <laughs> Sting's back. Um, yes, yeah, he never retired. Yeah, right. <laughs> Booker T's, you know, commentating on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> um, but again, so so interesting. Lots of interesting thing happened. Speaking of interesting things, one interesting event happened over this weekend. We call it NXT Deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend. NXT deadline. When did you get to see it? Um, how did that. you? I saw it later that night. Okay. Yep. D- did anything pop out to you? Anything stand out to you? I'm sure they're going to do the big review this week on the War Report. Juan and Cyrus always hold us down. Um, well, what popped out to you on this pay per view? Punk was drunk. Um, <laughs> drunk with what? Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> had to be. Drink. Uh, Trick is a star. But we knew that already. Okay. Um, of course. Of course. Big, big, big fan of <clears throat> the way that they did the women's Iron Survivor match. I think that everyone involved should be very proud of the work that they did on that match. I agree. Just, I think just, they've learned a lot from the previous Iron Survivor match. Yes, they have. And I think that we don't put enough of a premium on how well NXT does these types of things with their women. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost becomes like, it's just, people are just tired of hearing it. You know what I mean? Like people just say, okay, we get it. You love them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, people just don't want to hear it anymore. I get it. I understand it is frustrating, but it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like they really, they really put a premium on their women's division and it, it honestly really shows. And um, the show was just like a, a fantastic kind of look into how they how they pull that that, that type of stuff off. So um, kudos to everybody involved. Um, I, I think that they just made everybody look like fucking stars on that show. So can great. I can I can I tell you my thoughts on NFC Deadline? My overarching thoughts. What are your overarching thoughts, Mills? Well, like you said, Trick Williams is a star. Um, that that's last. I think that men's Iron Survivor Challenge match you could show it to a non wrestling fan and they'd understand it and pick it up all the way. That's yeah. how I think. That's how good it was. Um, I feel like Lash Legend finally looked like the Lash Legend, and it's all starting to click and make sense for her. Um, I think she was always a big like you know domineering thing, but I think now with years of experience under her belt, and I think a lot of humility because after that first kind of like really legend run with the Nikita line, she wasn't really like the focus of anything in the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now that they've taken her a step back, they've developed her, they put her in a role where she can, you know, succeed. Now is the opportunity to put her in a big spot kind of like this. Um, Alexis King Still needs work in the ring. I think it's going to be like at least a year before he's like even passable to me. <laughs> Damn. He is. He stinks. <laughs> no offense. But I, fe- <clears throat> I feel like I, I, I blame solely Carmelo Hayes on that. And it's, it's crazy for me saying that because I feel like even seven months ago, I would have said Carmelo Hayes, he can't, he doesn't know how to be in this situation bring up a kind of star doing this but he has rose to the occasion over the last number of months i think alexis king still very green lots of opportunity lots of charisma lots of riz as the kids would say i mean look at um, look at where he came from you know what i mean look at right. where he came from I, I think that it just shows more than anything that like a lot of those people need that development time um, yeah absolutely they need that and uh, I didn't think it was bad. I thought that I thought that Melo did a serviceable job as the uh, as the ring general here. Um, and, and and another another take I have. You're not gonna like this one. I know you're not gonna like it. Why not? 
Why, why won't I like this take? Let, chat me up. Why won't I like I, this take? I feel like Dragon Lee isn't that guy. <laughs> why not? I just feel like the people aren't. There's no. I don't think there's any genuine connection behind him or anything that makes him really interesting or pop off the screen. Especially okay. when he's standing next to Rey Mysterio and Dirty Dominic Mysterio. I don't think there's anything kind of a. I feel like in any other situation, if you put um, a Carmelo Hayes, why is Akron? Akron Ohio calling me? Is that Braun? Um, <laughs> but I feel like you put. When you put Trick Williams in this position a number of months ago with the same result, with the same people involved, I think it showed like, yo, he's that guy. And I think Dragon Lee, who's been on the main roster and had these astounding matches, is just I, I the luster, the shine isn't there for me. It's still very, very dim. I would like to see how he um really ingratiates himself, but it can't just be mass guy in the ring who does lots of great moves and that kind of like really be it. To be uh, fair, I mean it'd be getting over. I don't know. I don't think it's over. It is over. I mean, you heard it on SmackDown, the Axiom match. You heard it. You saw it. Cedric Cedric Alexander match. I mean, it 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 be working. I mean, I think people are people are. Um, I think people are entertained by the highlights and the things in the ring, but I don't think as a character he's over. We'll see. I I I am I am I'm gonna wait and see. Okay. I'm not calling it for him yet. I'm gonna wait and see. I think the kid, the kid's good. He's a good kid. And I think he's good in the ring. Um, I just, you know, I haven't seen the the stuff that supersedes any of the other stuff yet. But and then I'll you sound a little cornettish. I'll say that much. Why would why would I sound that? <laughs> this is literally <laughs> this is literally my thoughts. I don't feel anything when he's in the ring. And the match cornet. ended. It's okay. it's okay. You sound a little corny. No, 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 no. Because you're gonna do this. You're gonna try to turn it on me like I'm the hater when it's not the hater. Literally, I think it's you're. Okay. I think people are forcing feeling this thing when it's not really actually working. It's a little cornetish. You're a little cornetish. I feel like everyone is uh trying to buy into something that's currently very, very uh. It's still in the very prototype stages, and people are telling me it's great, and it's really it's not that much. Um, my final thing is that I think Ilya Dragunov is going to be the biggest. I think he's going to main event of WrestleMania at this point. Mm. I like that. I think I could I can see that I can see that happening. I can see. I that think as- I think Ilya has genuine connection with that crowd. I think so as well. That, in a way that other people don't. I, th- I think that's something that, that people aren't uh, truthfully kind of noticing or seeing right now, but I, I think he's got a legitimate connection with those people. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think so as well. Um, that was NXT Deadline. It was a great show. Um, I recommend everyone go and watch the Iron Survivor matches. And uh, I guess you can watch Dragon Lee also win as well. Um, I think him and Dom don't have great chemistry though they've had one good match out of like the 15 in the last year mm. that's damn. my take can't have a good match with dom i don't damn don't know I about the kid dom, dom looked good against randy but i mean it's randy Orton. but yeah, yeah. that that was that, that was our take on all that um i feel like what we can do right here now is we can transition to patreon which we're going to yeah. talk about friday night smackdown and everything yes. that happened there and Monday Night Raw with CM Punk signing things, Shinsuke Nakamura spitting things, Rhea, right. Rip- Rhea Ripley picking things up and putting things down. <laughs> Simple you know concept. <laughs> Shout out to Maxine, but goddamn. Goddamn. We'll, Even we'll the screenshot on YouTube don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, come on, man. Don't have her out there looking like that, bro. 
Oh my God. Let's head into Patreon. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Want to thank everybody for listening and staying tuned with us. The A Show, bigcartel.com. Buy the new t shirts. The t shirts are safely arrived. I'm still waiting for the other part before I send everything out, but I'm hoping to send everything up before Christmas. Um, Want to thank everyone for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on our YouTube as well. YouTube will be dropping the top 20 moments of 2023. The A list is back this week. And actually, by the time this goes up on public, you will see this because it is starting on Wednesday. And we got a lot to talk about it. We got a lot of talking heads. So shout out to everyone who is involved. Um, And yeah, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, And we'll see you guys next week with the the best and the worst (laughs) of wrestling this year. The best of times and the worst of times, yeah. Yeah, that'll absolutely be it thank you guys and uh we'll see you next week